podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search Fan Hub app to play your part in the journey. The 1865 match report. So finished Brentford 1, Forest 1. Uh, a crucial point for Forest away at the promotion chasers. In a quite an entertaining game, a game where Forest took, took it to Brentford and, and put them under pressure for, for good spells. Uh, and in the end came away with the 1-1 draw and, uh, and a crucial point. Uh, delighted to say we're joined by Robin Hood. No, not that one. This one's from the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Welcome, first of all. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank, yeah, thanks very much for having me on. Um, sorry, I'm not the, um, not probably not as endeared to the, uh, the town of Nottingham as the original Robin Hood, obviously. But um, yeah, I've come from West London and unfortunately uh, we couldn't uh, steal from the richness of, for, steal three points from the richness of Nottingham Forest and give it to uh, our promotion push. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always not delightful to be able to uh, dissect a game afterwards and chat to other opposition fans. And yeah, thanks very much for having me on, Steve. Yeah, and we appreciate you joining us. So we'll, we'll just get started really with, with the game itself and your thoughts on it. What was your overall takeaway from the game? Um, well, the takeaway from the game is I thought it was uh, the first half was a, a very typical Brentford first half performance from recent weeks, from recent performances. Um, the it's it's the overall feeling is frustration um, as yet again we've uh, had a bit of a bump in the road in our um, automatic promotion push. Um, it was a similar story to the midweek game against a team that you guys aren't pro- pro- very fond of, so I pro- probably shouldn't swear on your podcast. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a um, it, it was a frustrating takeaway. I think um, two points dropped definitely for our from our perspective. Um, and that's, yeah, no disrespect to Nottingham Forest on the day. You guys certainly earned your point, but um, it's the kind of game where we, f- we leave feeling we should have won it, um, not just in the grand scheme of things, but uh, given the way the game was going. So, yeah, frustration is probably the takeaway. Yeah, I've, one of the things that struck me about it from, from watching your performances, you seem to have lost a little bit of that swagger that you had early in the season. Once you got the goal, I was quite fearful you'd, go and put two and three away and, and kind of wrap it up. Um, is that, has that been typical of your recent performances that you're perhaps not killing teams off when, when you've gone in front? Uh, possibly, yeah. I think there was, um, during our, we, we went 21 games unbeaten in, uh, in an earlier period of this season when we were beating teams like Wickham 7-2 and we were scoring three, four goals. Um, and there seems to have been a sort of, since we lost that unbeaten run to on the you know the first loss was against Coventry uh, and then losses against uh, local rivals like QPR beaten one 0 by Norwich which is you know absolutely no uh, shouldn't be seen as a negative they're the best team in the league but I think uh, there's been a com- combination of some factors recently that have um, I think led to that la- lack of killer instinct and that lack of being able to finish game you know finish games off uh, we obviously had a, an out- a small outbreak of COVID in the um, uh, at the start of the year, which meant that we lost two games, and then we sort of had to be playing catch up, almost not just in terms of getting through the the games that we were we had in advance, but also the, the um, getting back to full match sharpness. And after two weeks off, that might have taken a knock. Um, and then some other things like uh, key players being out, 
the Rico Henry uh, injury, who's he's arguably the best left back in the division, losing him uh, with a I think it was a hamstring problem. He's he's rumored to be sidelined for probably another month or so. Um, and he's such a key aspect of our attacking style and the way we play. Um, Josh De Silva, who was who's been just motoring through the through teams this season, he's been dealing with a knock, dealing with a niggling injury. So that that's not helped us either. And I think also maybe just um, a slight lack of confidence after going twenty one games unbeaten. The psychology there, it you just you just constantly have this momentum on your side of feeling invincible. And then when you do get beaten, um, it's you know the analogy of London buses. Uh, you lose one and then another couple come along it's uh, so I think it's a combination of factors as to why we've not been as clinical but um, again I, I don't think you can take any way, anything away from the teams that have beaten us um, because yeah I think they've all earned their points and it was a from a Forest point of view a performance that we can be pleased with because we've tried to take the game to Brentford and get on top and there were periods in the game where Forest were looking the more dangerous and the more likely to score. I suppose looking at it from the opposition point of view and also comparing it to the game against Forest earlier in the season, what were your impressions of them today and, and the performance that they put in? Um, I thought there was, a, from Forest's perspective, I think, in terms of your performance, I think there was a vast improvement to the way you, um, you responded to going a goal down. I think in that first, um, the first game at the City ground, uh, our goals were our goals were very very good. I mean, let's not take it away. Henrik Dalsgaard's header from the corner, Josh De Silva with a great um, great curling effort from uh, his left foot. Um, and I think in that first game, you guys seemed to be a little bit, um, should we say, des- desperate might, might, might be a harsh word, but you guys seemed to be sort of desperately trying to get anything in order to get um, goals back against us. This time, you just seemed like you were a bit more um, pragmatic and um, organised in the way you approached us. I think the the goal you scored today, it, it, the second ball fell very, very kindly for Filip Kravinovic and it was a good finish. You can't, can't take anything from the finish. Um, and I think that's, that was the, the key difference from the first game uh, was that, that sort of, not necessarily a killer instinct, but the, the just being in the right place at the right time more. Um, and, you know, we can, we can talk about the fact that our midfielder was fouled in the build-up to your goal, but at the end of the day, luck Lux swings both ways and everyone has their moments of luck at the... Um, uh, throughout the season so yeah maybe you, you guys had a little bit more luck on your side and you, I think you, you, you were more pragmatic and you, you organised yourselves a bit more and not to take away as well from some of the last ditch blocks and tackles that your defenders were putting in uh, yeah it was, so I think it was, it was a vastly improved performance from Nottingham Forest and that's indicated by not just the performance but the result as well Yeah I think that's a good point you make there it's looking back earlier in the season I think there was a naivety to Forest in that and you, you touched on it there with the way that we tried to almost desperately try and get something in the in the first game. And then today was an example of a more measured performance and uh, an example of how the team have, have developed under Chris Hewton, um over the last couple of months. With the penalty then, I know from the Forest point of view, it might have been a little contentious. Did you see it as a penalty, the one that Tony won and converted? Um it, it it was a stonewall penalty for my obviously unbiased, but um, having okay. seen some of the seen some of the penalties that Swansea City have been re- awarded this season, uh, with Andre Ayew um, spending most of the time most of the game on the floor complaining, I think compared to those in particular, I thought it was a stonewall penalty. I think Tony's got this very good sort of old school striker's instinct of being being able to find fouls, not necessarily going down easily or buying them, but knowing 
when he's you know he's got the better of better of defender and a defender's going to have to um have to bring him down i think if you look at the the back at the replay um Gayton Bong I think it was, it was, wasn't it? He, yeah, sort of, yeah. he grabbed his arm initially and then he's got his arms around him, not really looking to try and get the ball. And when you do that and against a striker like Tony, who doesn't really go down easily, like he's strong and he's just, you know, he's six foot two, he's built like a fridge. Like he's, he's not, you don't really give the referee much choice in that, that, um, in that position. I think if, if it had been, put it this way, if it had been awarded against Brentford, I'd think fair enough. I mean, it's uh, one of those, isn't it? You, you, you see those tussles in the box pretty much every corner and sometimes they're given, sometimes they're not. And um, with this result then and sort of where the two teams go from here, first of all, where do you see Brentford going after this? I mean, are you perhaps a bit concerned now about the chances of automatic or is that still very much on? Um, we'll finish in the playoffs. It's the Brentford way. <laughs> if you look <laughs> at our record, if you look at our record in the playoffs, it's, it's that sort of where, what we're destined to be. It's like, you know, it's like an ex-partner that you just can't, get over we just keep going back to the playoffs keep going back to the playoffs and keep being let down it's um it, it's it's very frustrating considering this time uh, a month ago we were uh, a, a couple of points clear of Norwich in first place and then um the com- like I say the combination of factors that have happened recently meant we've slipped down um I think with the, the performances uh, the statistics that we're all quite keen on um uh, you know the xg expected goals and all the indicators like that I think that there's their tell it's sort of pointing out to us as well that we're either when we're losing games or drawing games, we're either not creating enough good chances or we're not being clinical enough when we do take those chances. So it is a bit concerning um, that sort of the run of the last nine, 10 games. I think I can see us. I will, I will absolutely uh, at this moment in time, given the form of teams like Barnsley who, you know, they, I mean, they lost today, but they've been in scintillating form. Cardiff have had a real, new manager bounce under Mick McCarthy. I'll absolutely take finishing the playoffs now. Um, I think we can probably count out automatic promotion. I think Watford have, have got a few a few good results under their belt. Norwich are a class act. Uh, Swansea will um, f- find a way to get the um, get into the automatic promotion places, I think. Um, and the less said about them, the better. Um, but I think, yeah, if, if we can finish in the playoffs, I think it will be a good result this season, especially considering the... Um, results of and the performances of recent weeks but compared to last season when after the uh, the season restarted uh, our blip was the last two games where all we needed was one win and we'd be up uh, this time we've got a blip, a blip out and we've got nine games to rectify it so I'm feeling a lot more optimistic now than I was um, last season um, purely because of the, the sort of we've we're not necessarily chasing as much and we're not as much outsiders but it's I'll, t- I'll absolutely take playoffs at this moment yeah, I mean, it's set up for an interesting end to the season. And uh, finally as well, just on Forest and and off the back of that performance today, where do you see them finishing and ending up in these last eight, nine games? Um, well, I think the, the what you've got, you guys have got going for you is, um, I think team, you've got teams like Birmingham and Wickham um, that are down there and are, they're, they're nowhere near as good as you guys. I think that you, you, you've got, first of all, I think you've got a manager that's got a bit more tactical awareness um, than... Than others, and I think you know. I think you have to go a long way to find somebody who doesn't really like Chris Hewton. I think he's seen, you know, strikes me as being a really top bloke, really humble, um, and just I think still needs to work out his um, his you know his his best eleven. Um, I think you've got the players with experience to get you through it as well. I think I can I can absolutely see you finishing probably lower mid table. I think in terms of your performance today against us, you managed to get the point. I think if there was going to be one winner today, it would have been us. 
uh, on the balance of play. But I think if you if you can play okay, get a point um, against a team that's chasing automatic promotion, then I think that's a good sign for you guys. And I think yeah, you should be you should be fine. Absolutely. Cheers, Robin. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Been good talking to you, and uh, we wish Brentford all the very best for the remainder of the season as well. Likewise. Thanks very much for having me, Stephen. Podcast Network.